has done its part Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain in my life and in my heart It's really Corey's fault. If he hadn't said, you want us to scare you, I wouldn't have thought of it. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'll take the blame. Thank you, Corey. Okay. <sighs> All, right, All right, that was funny. Are we on? Yep. Did you record all that? No, I just oh, started. Okay. Well, we have a really interesting topic we're going to talk about today. We sure do. We're talking today about the spirit of seduction. And... Uh, we had a, quite a lively discussion beforehand. We sometimes kind of prepare in advance what we're going to be kind of what we're going to be talking about, and so the discussion is l- looking at the way the spirit of seduction affects our lives and where it comes from, how it is allowed to get into our hearts. First, just want to open up with welcoming you today and thanking you for being here. We are had. We are Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. Shadow of His Wings Ministry is a healing and counsel ministry that offers hope to the brokenhearted. And so if you have struggles, if you have any struggles, if you have places in your life where you've been broken or where you've been wounded by others, we are certainly here to help. We offer counseling and healing ministry. We also offer retreats both here in Texas and in Oklahoma. And also soon to have uh, perhaps a place to have retreats in Canada in our other play in our other location in Grand Prairie, Alberta. So if you'd like to visit us and find out more about the ministry, you can go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We would love to have you check us out. Our podcast ministry is healinghiddenwounds.com. And if you have some interest in finding healing for yourself, you might find a podcast there that meets a need. So let's jump in today with the spirit of seduction. We started talking about the spirit of seduction because in our counseling and healing ministry, we come across this particular spirit quite often because it's usually associated with either folks who struggle with same-sex attraction or perhaps uh, with females and males who've been sexually abused as children or as teenagers. And the spirit of seduction is, um, I love the way you quoted that. Quote that again, Shay. Um, Let me see if I can find it. I think the, the, go ahead. It's okay, we can cut it out. Okay. We can put some music. Okay, I was I was reading um, on uh, the website of Ernest Angley, and he was writing. He I thought it was really interesting because it says seducing spirits tell untruths and lies that sound completely believable. They have control of the person they are possessing. Absolutely. And that's when we began this conversation, we were talking about particularly for same-sex attracted men, we were kind of discussing this whole, we were discussing this place of the seductive spirit and how sometimes men in this brokenness will begin living off of or feeding off of others' 
as they seduce other men because it feels better to have someone want them. And so they kind of go after the the attraction of another man and get him to the place to notice him, to seduce him, because it it makes him feel important. It makes him feel like he's got something that that other man wants. Well, and I don't know that it's just... It's just the men. I mean, I, I believe it's the same for same-sex attraction with women and also heterosexual Absolutely. attraction. And that's a great place is, is where do you think it happens? And in, in perhaps if we were to speak to folks we work with, like in the sexually broken, where do you think the seductive spirit begins? Well, I think it could begin in a couple of places. I mean, sometimes I've heard, you know, I mean, I've I've heard of situations where it starts with somebody that was given the attention, you know, as they were growing up, even either through sexual abuse, and I know it's a that's a negative attention because um, at the time you, it's unwanted, you're not wanting that attention. However, the attention is on you, and so it's um, that I believe is one way. Absolutely, and I, it was interesting because as I've worked with folks with sexual abuse, the sometimes what happens is is all that child knows is sexuality. They don't really know what real love feels like because most of their interactions with the person abusing them are centered around sexuality. And so they begin to feel connected to people merely by what they can do for them sexually or what their or what their seduction can offer because they see the enticement, they, they see the response of the person that's abusing them, and it makes them feel like at least they like something about me. And that happens both with abuse, it happens in the same-sex attraction world, and it also happens in the heterosexual world, is unfortunately what, what it begins to grow is this belief that, that if anybody were to see the real me, they wouldn't like me. But what I can offer you sexually is what I want to show you. And that's what kind of begin, begins to open that door. T- tell us, you had brought up a term, Corey, called love bombing. Tell us what that is um i think this is more in the beginning of a relationship so it's when a person is basically showers you with intense um affection and attention and love and tells you everything you want to hear you're the best thing that's ever happened to me i can't believe i've lived without you and you know, I think part of that might be they're trying to make you feel that way. They want you to say what they're saying. Great point. Tell us more about that. Well, it's like a mirroring thing. It's like this is, I feel this, if, if <clears throat> as the person being love bombed, if you are, if someone's telling you, I can't live without you, and they just are just totally... I don't know. Um, infatuated? Infatuated, yeah. They're just walking on air. They, they This is the best thing that's ever happened. Then you're going to feel a certain way, maybe. I mean, they're really manipulating you, but if, you, if you're not aware of that, then you could start to feel that way. And then you could start 
probably saying the same thing back to them. So it's kind of a technique. And I think what makes me see that as part of the seductive spirit is we're not talking about, just for listeners who are, who are trying to figure this out, we're not talking about you've been in a relationship with this person for a year and they're wanting to break up with you and you feel this immense love for them and you don't want them to leave and you can't live without them. We're talking about a week. people who right who come on very strongly, very quickly of, oh, you're the best thing ever, you're the thing I love. It's kind of like what we talked about is, is that those – the Bible calls it their lips are dripping with honey. You know, it's like they're telling you everything about you that they love, trying to make you feel pressured to see, to love them the same way, or they're just enticing you into the relationship because that makes you feel good on some level. This person loves everything about me, can't live without me. That's wonderful. But that's not real because no one can feel that immediately. That's usually a seductive spirit. Well, and nobody can know another person that quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, so what what is it based on? I mean, what are they basing? That's what I wonder is what what are they basing that on? It's just the way you look or they just need somebody or, you know. Or they truly, all of those could be true. Or, or I think it could be that they truly are using words that drip with honey, that they're not, they don't even know it's not real, but they're just coming onto you in a way of making you feel good. Like, you're my everything. I love you. And it may, to some, it may make them feel so wanted. Like, wow, this person is enticing me into this relationship because of how much they love me and want me. Mm -hmm. The other place is sometimes I think that love bombing can make you feel very kind of skittish, very like back off very quickly because that love bombing thing that's connected to seduction can say very quickly that, whoa, uh, this person is way over the top. I don't even know you. I don't know how to know you yet. I don't know how to, I don't even have these feelings for you yet. It can cause a, a want to get away. So I actually think in both places, it's a brokenness. It's either, uh, it's either someone trying to s- entice you into a relationship or they come on so strongly. And, and if you don't have this, a similar broke brokenness, that's, part of a rejection or part of an abandonment, you're going to kind of look at that and go, wait a minute, I don't I don't need this. This is way too much. I don't even know you. So it feels very much like a like they're getting way too much into your personal space. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they go very quickly into that spot. Well, and another thing to consider is that, you know, sometimes when, you know, people are quickly getting into relationships, I mean, I, you see it all the time. You see people, you know, going from relationship to relationship to relationship. And, you know, before they, you know, have time to even heal or get over a previous relationship, they're automatically wanting to replace, you know, their last bro- broken relationship. And so, you know, when somebody starts doing that, it's like, yeah, you are meeting all their needs because because they came from a broken relationship or a relationship where their relationship got real. They ended up seeing the person they were with and and experiencing their highs and their lows and their angers and their sadnesses you know absolutely me you know the person that's being showered with all of these great you know things and you know where have you been all my life um 
it has not they haven't seen you know anger yet they haven't right. seen your bad side or your good side or or no they've only seen your good side but they haven't seen the bad side the angry side absolutely and I think that's important to know about a seductive spirit is the seductive spirit comes on very hot, very fast, very quick, but burns out very easily because seduction isn't real. There's nothing of any foundation there. And so it isn't enticing. It's, uh, you know, as I want to talk about it specifically in the area of same sex attraction. I was talking with, you know, I've talked with several men who struggle with this in the, in same sex attraction because it is a, I don't know a love of a father. I don't know love of real ma male friendship. And so if I can entice this guy to want me, then that makes me feel wanted because then he does want me. And I've worked with a lot of folks who have that struggle of, you know, there'll be folks who, who I remember it in my own brokenness, you know, going through the grocery store and seeing a guy who would stare and keep staring and then you stare back and the next thing you know, you're following each other around the grocery store because you're trying to entice each other. That's the spirit of seduction. It happens among females in heterosexual relationships, females in certainly lesbian relationships. It's kind of this thing of if I can entice you to want me, then that at least makes me feel wanted, but only for a moment. And that's the craziness. So the Bible actually says in Proverbs 5, 3, it says the lips of a seductive woman, and we'll put in there lips of a seductive person, are oh so sweet. His or her soft words are oh so smooth. And so that's what seduction is. It's not reality. It's only filling a void in, in, this, in this person who has the seductive spirit because that's but because seduction will allow you to say anything to obtain this person's attention. You know, but the the interesting thing is, you know, I just was kind of thinking about this. You know, you can't it's it's like okay, somebody has a seducing spirit. Somebody comes and they start seducing you. However, if you really think about it, um, a lot of times, it's like an introduction, an introduction to play. Come play with me, okay? And guess what? If you respond, you also, in kind, a lot of times will respond with the same seducing spirit. Absolutely, you know. And so it's it's not like being lured in by a seducing spirit. If you go and you you go into their say their sandbox and and hey, let's you know we're going to play in the sand together, you know, well, you know, you're doing the same thing. Absolutely. You both have a seductive spirit at that moment. Exactly. Yes. And that is different. I think you're absolutely right. That is different from a person who doesn't have that seductive spirit, but can feel it coming from someone else. Exactly. The and, but they, if warns. they turn away, then that's, you know, that's different. Yes. When they turn away, that's avoiding that seductive spirit. They see right through it. The Bible actually says that at some point, I mean, this is from the Message Bible, even though their words are sweet and so smooth, at some point they become gravel in your mouth. Exactly. Right? Because yes. then at some point, this seductive spirit is not real. This person who's seducing you does not love you, does not want anything good. They just want to use you for the moment. And I think most folks can realize that feeling most likely afterwards. You know, after it's been done and they've fallen into that snare, 
they start to realize, wow, there's something here that doesn't feel good. There's something that doesn't feel right. It's not real. And I think that's similar. Right. You almost, it's kind of like Corey was talking about. You feel violated. You feel used. Yeah. uh, If, like, if that happens where you're talking about in the store, you know, stuff like that has happened where someone, like, a guy will look at me and it's like a certain look and it's just like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I feel violated. I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think Um, that says it. I think violated. Yeah. You feel violated, you know, cause it is, it is a violation. Well, something that comes to my heart when you were, when you were describing it, is it's almost like they're looking into your heart and they don't really have a right to be there because they're looking at you. I, I al- We also work a lot with folks who struggle with voyeurism and exhibitionism, people who like looking at people in their private place, you know, mm-hmm. not private parts, but private place. Exactly. You know, they like looking, you know, they watch from a distance. They're folks who look in windows and who look at and, and catch people undressing in, in public situations. That is a violation. And so the seductive spirit, I think what you were explaining is, can also make you feel violated because they're trying to look at you sexually in a place where you've never invited that. It's not what you want. It's not what you're looking for. And so it feels like a violation because they are they are trying to go to a place of intimacy that you want nothing. You don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's the craziness about the seduction spirit. And, and so let's talk a little bit about what do we do? What do you think we do if you know that you have a seductive spirit or you're easily susceptible to a, a seductive spirit? And you, and you don't want it to... Well, like the folks we work with, I think, I think there have been many folks who would say, I see that in me now, that I do that. I worked with a guy one time who said, I, I kind of see it now that, you know, when I'm out and about and, you know, I see someone who might look at me and I look back just to see if they're going to hold that glance. And then we end up looking long enough to end up kind of seeing that we're looking at each other. And then we end up, you know, having a sexual encounter together, you know, and there have been guys who've said, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to keep living in this place of trying to seduce people just to feel something. I've worked with, you know, for the majority, I've worked with males and females who have been sexually abused that would say similar things. I don't want to just see sex as love anymore or see love as sex anymore. I want to not seduce men or women just to get something from them that makes me feel good. I want to overcome this. What do you think we do to overcome that or someone does to do that? Chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> well, if you think about the gravel in the mouth thing, even though it's it, it kind of like if you've been through it enough times and you've seen how it always ends up, then it's easier to not get tangled up. So kind of realizing what it does to you. Yeah. Remembering that. Yeah. Well, and 
And I don't know, do you think it'd be a starting place would be to ask yourself, why? Why do I do this? What am I looking for that I, you know, what am I thinking about myself that makes, it's almost as if it's making this other person better than yourself because you're wanting them in your life in some way. Mm -hmm. And isn't that interesting because I think that is the key. The person with a seductive spirit actually doesn't think they're so great Mm-hmm. that they can win this person. They actually are working out of a very deep, broken place that says, I'm I'm nothing. I'm willing to give everything to you to get a moment's satisfaction of sex from you. And so I think you're absolutely right. I think it's really, at least in my experience, it's been helping people realize who really they are in Christ. Like, are you worthy of more than just tracking this person down to try to be sexual with them? Are you worth more than just what you look like or what you can do for this other person to what they would feel about you? Well, and most people would say, yeah, I know I'm worth something. I mean, because they answer through their head, not through their heart. You're right. But it's also even taking it a step further, even going back a step further, is saying, what has happened in my life to where I have not felt important enough or that could have caused this? Absolutely. And trying to heal that place, healing that moment where or, or life experiences that made you feel this is all I'm worth. Right, because because if you just quickly answer and say, you know, yeah, I know that I I know that I'm worth more than you know, and they can't really grasp. You know, some people it's hard to grasp. Well, you know that they don't really feel worthy. Absolutely. Sometimes people just think, yeah, I know I'm worthy, but then okay, so let's look back in your life at a time when you did not feel so worthy. You know, just to be able to look at it. You know, right. just answer the question, when in my life did I not feel worthy? Absolutely. And I think it's a little different for same-sex strugglers, because I think, at least I can speak to men, I think a lot of times this seductive spirit has something to do with them looking in this other man for something they don't believe that they have. So sometimes it's there's a term out there called cannibalism, where it's, you know, uh, especially in the in the male sexual strugglers, is they are attracted to this guy because he looks like somebody that they don't believe they are. So they see in him something that they don't they feel inadequate about. So they want to entice him. If he responds, then they feel good about themselves. So then they can say, "Well, he wants me back." So that must mean that I have something. And then when you go and have an intimate encounter, then you've actually acquired what that person had, only for a moment. It's a very self-centered, very deceptive practice because it doesn't really give you anything. It just makes you feel like you must be okay for that moment. Like if this person wants to have sex with me and he looks like that, then that must mean there's something good about me. 
And it's this crazy place of trying to look at that and realize, okay, I must feel inadequate somehow. You know, it's like when you were talking, Corey, about love bombing. It's like I mm-hmm. get this image almost of this little kid going, oh, I love you. I love you so much. And yeah. yet you, they've barely known you. They don't know anything about you. But it's like they're so hungry for love that they'll tell you all these sweet things about you just so you'll give them a glimpse of something. And so I was going to, I wanted to ask you a question about what you just said about the, you know, after you have the sexual encounter, it's, you know, I was just wondering, what do you think happens in the spirit realm when two people are involved in an encounter like that? Okay, so you've got the the seducing spirits. So what do you think happens in the spirit realm? Well, I believe in the spirit realm, you know, we don't always know in the physical realm the detrimental effects of what happens in the spirit realm. And so when this happens in the spirit realm, you know, Jesus said if you've committed it in your in your in your mind, you've committed it in your heart. And so you have joined yourself with this harlot spirit, this seductive spirit in this other person. And so there is a place of actually the opposite, I believe, occurs because when a seductive spirit or a homosexual spirit is involved, when you connect with that person, it's actually you feed off of one another and you really get nothing. You actually walk away with more emptiness than when you True. first began. That is what Satan's big lie is, is he offers us a counterfeit. And, you know, I liken it to the the big orange cooler on the back of utility trucks filled with pink lemonade. If you're dying of thirst, that pink lemonade is going to be tasty, sweet, and cold for a moment. But in the spirit realm, if you're drinking too much pink lemonade, it's destroying your insides. Well, in that seductive spirit also, you know, you may leave feeling empty, but I think that emptiness, what precedes that emptiness is that feeling that 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 seducing spirit got fulfilled. Sure. And so you leave, you know, afterwards and it's like, wow, I feel empty again. And so it requires more. That seducing spirit requires more. And people don't realize that, right? Right. Is that spirits, I mean, the demonic, they can can stir us into a frenzy when Mm. they're a part of our life. And so they will cry out. Lust will cry out. Seductive spirits will cry out, and they will cause your life to feel in constant turmoil. I've heard folks say, I can't get rid of this, this want to go and act out. Well, sometimes that want to go out is a, is a demonic spirit of either lust or homosexuality or, or, or let's say seduction. And so that, that seductive spirit feeds on our inability to shake off what they want us to do. That's why you have to resist the devil and he flees. But as long as you don't resist then you'll continue to give in to the demands of the spirit you serve. That's why God says, thou shall have no other gods before me. But when we take on a seductive spirit, we're actually putting that spirit before God. So everything that spirit calls upon, 
leads us to go act according to what that spirit wants, not what God wants. And so you're absolutely right. So it'll it'll sit there and stir us into a frenzy. Before we know it, we're acting out and we don't really want to act out, but we're doing it and it leaves you empty. But then it will be a very short time before that spirit cries out for more. Exactly. And you will constantly be empty and constantly trying to feed this this well, this monster on your back that that doesn't shut up. And you look at it as I'm just a failure and can't stop. But what you've done is you've fed the monster, and now the monster wants more food. Exactly. And, and I mean, we always talk about being kind of like spirits, you know, the, the same spirits. And you seek those same spirits. Absolutely. And I would suspect, and I really, I, I'm just kind of throwing this out to think about, I think you want to be cautious because if you struggle with seduction, you'll either seek out familiar spirits, and so you'll entertain other folks who have seductive spirits, or you'll feed on another spirit that longs to connect with that seductive spirit. Maybe it's a it's a spirit of abandonment, a spirit of rejection, because if you've been rejected and here's this seductive spirit who's telling you how great you are, that they're going to feed on that as well. So you want to be cautious about the type of, of situations you get yourself into. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And also going back to the, um, if you're having a sexual encounter with somebody with that spirit and all that, yeah, I mean, also that's going to strengthen the lust and if not, give you more Absolutely. of that spirit, you know? Absolutely. And then you just really trap, you're entangled in all of this stuff. Absolutely. And something I was thinking when you were talking earlier about just the process of this, the spirit of seduction and how that can play out. It's, it sounds a lot like a drug addiction or something because it's, even though it, the behavior is different, it's really operates the same way. Absolutely. And when you feed a spirit of addiction, whether drug or alcohol, just like when you feed seduction, they grow stronger because you do get some or they actually get some response from you feeding it. Right. And and if you don't feed it, they're going to act up. Yes. And so. Go ahead. Well, just to be aware of that, because if you don't really know that, then you're going to think, why, when I try to stop this, why do I go crazy? You know, why am I feeling like I'm going to explode or just going to like fall over dead? And then when I do it, I feel relief, you know? Absolutely. And, and that, cause that, if you can get that image, just like you presented it, that is half the battle of healing. If you can get that image, if you can realize that it, the more I feed it, Yes, I may feel some peace for a moment after I feed it, but it's not going to be long before that peace goes away because that, that, that spirit will be begging for more again. Right. And so I'm just letting folks know today that they heard it here. Maybe they've only heard it here first. I don't know. But it's always worse when you stop. When you stop feeding a spirit, it is going to get worse before it gets better. You will go through turmoil. You will go through probably some desperate hurt and pain because as they let go of that place, that wound that they've been hovering around, then you will feel hurt. You will feel turmoil. You will feel torment because the more we resist the devil, the more he flees from us. You could put in there, the more we resist any devils, 
the more they re- re- they flee from us. And so you have to give it some time to heal and to, to flee. And not only that, but I think whenever you do stop, you're going to get like the perfect opportunity to act out with the like your ideal whatever that is. Yeah, your ideal brokenness will be right in front of you, and that's yeah. what Satan does. He will offer you the apple from the tree, just like he did Eve. You know, He will offer whatever he thinks is the most enticing thing, whatever your addiction is, whatever your brokenness is. I mean, this could be in any area. It's like the minute you let go of something is when he says, oh, here's an opportunity. Let me show you something here I can give you. Yep. Great words. Great words. Yes. I want to say real quick before we run out of time, I want to I want to look at the difference between just God-given attraction, attraction between men and women. Because we do know that if you say, well, you know, what's what if I just have a, a God-given gift of attraction to another man? If I'm a man and I have just an attraction to another man, how do I know it's the difference between attraction and seduction? Well, in same-sex brokenness, same-sex is always a sin. So if you have any attraction sexually to the same sex, you know that's not from God. So that's immediately not just attraction. That has something to do with brokenness. It has something to do with your own internal hurts. But I'd like to look at... Can I just say something? I was just thinking also, in my experience, the the sexual attraction doesn't really come till way later. It, it would be more of an interest or a need to to be just kind of like affirmed or to be part of the guys. And then at some point it becomes sexual. You know what I mean? Sure. Even it's kind of, it can go in and out of that. It's not in my experience. Sure. For my own stuff it's like it's not it's not always really sexual it could be sexual like that's the if you you know it could turn that way i guess but i think the beginning of it you know is just the that need that need of of being a companionship yeah that or being approved or being affirmed as a masculine guy and absolutely you know what I mean? Absolutely. So try to be aware of that sure. part of it. Absolutely. And 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 so when we look at that and now we're looking at, you know, the the attraction between men and women, how do you help people understand when they are feeling seductive versus just having an attraction for the opposite sex? Uh, are you saying a seduction with the same sex? Well, no, I mean, with same sex, I think it's always a sin. And any, even if you feel, I think you're absolutely right. There may just be that want to be accepted. And so you're absolutely right. You have to be cautious that, okay, maybe I'm just wanting to be accepted here. So how do you tell the difference between those? Well, I think for the same sex, if you're feeling aroused already by that person, then you just want to be cautioned that, that that's not from God. But how do you do that with a male and a female? Because is it okay for a guy to immediately be attracted to a woman and feel some attraction for her? I don't think I can answer that. I'm sorry. Why? Because I'm not a male. Well, but do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay for a man to be attracted to a woman that he hardly yes. knows? Okay. Yeah, but it's what he what how he handles that 
you know yes it was what changes everything well because i mean it doesn't say in the bible that that a man is not supposed to be attracted to him. It says, do not look lustfully. lustfully. Absolutely. And there's a difference when you step beyond that and you look lustfully than to just be a- attracted to another, to a female. Oops. No, you did great. See, you did know how to answer that. Well, thank you. <laughs> because that's exactly well, what I was I, looking Well, I mean, at. it just, I didn't feel like I could. You know, but sure. I mean, I get that part of it. I guess I'm saying that because I don't, and there may be women that are attracted, you know, sexually or, or, you know, but I know that women can say, you know, that a guy is attractive, you know, but I just, I don't know. I guess my belief is that women are, are diff, God made women and, and men differently in that respect. I don't know that women are as quickly going to the sexuality so you're, they don't have that struggle. You're absolutely right. And 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 all I'm trying to get to is exactly what you said, which is the godly difference between a man having a healthy attraction for a woman that he sees. He walks into, you know, the dining room, he sees a woman from across the the, the table and he's attracted to her. I just want to distinguish between that kind of attraction and seduction. But and I think it can be the same way for uh, for same sex attraction. You know, f- for a man attracted, I I realize, you know, but you, you know, I mean, is there ever a time when it's when you see, you know, have you known of a guy seeing another guy saying how, you know, he's a handsome guy or he's very attractive? Well, I think we should talk about that. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong. I guess maybe I'm maybe the way I'm using this word is wrong, is is confusing. I don't think there's anything wrong, and I think that if even if men were honest with themselves, they've probably looked at another guy and said he's an attractive guy. And that's what I'm saying. And I hear what you're saying that a uh, 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 that women probably look at other women and say, "Well, she is an attractive woman." I guess I'm saying I want to distinguish in this discussion. For men and women out there who go, so am I, do I have a seductive spirit if I happen to notice a guy from across, if I'm a female and I notice a guy from across a crowded restaurant and I go, wow, he's attractive and I would really like to get to know him because I might be interested in him in, him in a relationship? And I'm just saying there's probably a very fine line there between the lustful spirit and really noticing that somebody is attractive or just you know an attractive person amen and that's all and I'm that's to talk and that's about. all i'm saying and i'm only saying that as well from the men's perspective is is it okay for a man to notice a beautiful woman and not take her into lust because when i believe about lust is you when you take her into your heart and you you think of her sexually then you've crossed that line there's a difference between noticing someone and saying they're beautiful and walking on to the next place or even saying, maybe I would like to date that person someday. Maybe I will go ask her if she would like to go on a date. That's completely different from letting it cross over into lust. Exactly. And that's all I'm looking at today is trying to make sure that we at least talk a little bit about distinguishing between a seductive spirit and just a spirit, just God's, God's intent of male and female being attracted to one another. Exactly. 
Well, the the seductive spirit is in the lust spirit is completely self centered. It's all about your own self. That's your whole motive. Amen. Absolutely. And so that's one way I think is to look: is this my own selfish desires, or is it a true, pure thing? You know. Absolutely. Good. That's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah, and that actually raises the bar for everyone. Is when I go, you know, if I'm single, if whether it's male or female, if I go out to a bar, if I go out and hang out with a group of folks at a, at a singles event at church, am I on the prowl of looking just for myself because I want to get with someone who will love me and perhaps marry me someday? Or am I just out being the godly man or woman that I want to be and allowing God to open that door of attraction? I mean, that's, that does set a bar higher. That our, Should we even be out on the prowl looking for a husband or a wife or just allow relationships to happen and allow God to take it to that place? Exactly. Well, we have cracked open the discussion on the spirit of seduction. We're probably not done, but we do thank you for listening and we're not saying that we've gotten it all right, but we thank you for listening and just beginning to look at the things that God offers us with regards to truth and purity in relationship. Because you're listening to some folks that didn't always get it right and made some not so great decisions. And at least I can speak for myself. I didn't make some, some right decisions in my brokenness. And so uh, it is a, an amazing journey when you allow God to purify your heart and to take you to the places of purity in all relationships. And so be on the lookout for seduction in your life and yourself and others, because that spirit is, 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 is destructive. You've been listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings. We would be glad to hear from you. You're welcome to contact us at 210-887-9007. We'd love to hear you, hear from you, and we look forward to the next time we get together to talk. Thank you so much. <laughs>